Welcome to the Chelsea Pines Podcast. If you're a real estate human who is ready to show up online with heart and humanity and not hustle and hacks, you've made it to the right place, friends. Let's get into the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Today, we're talking about seven surprising reasons your video content isn't building your business or your brand. And of course, how to fix it. Because what kind of host would I be if I didn't help you out with those solutions as well? This actually started from me creating a post when I was going through this creative block, which usually lasts for me about two weeks. I don't know why I go through a creative block that is about a two-week time frame, but like I don't want to post anything. I don't feel inspired. I just am scrolling. Like I just blah. So (laughs) I started writing this and it just was like painful. It was totally painful. And then one day it just kind of flowed out. And I thought, you know what? These are seven reasons that your video content isn't building brand and business. And also I think there are things that we don't usually hear people talking about. So I'm going to dive right into it. And the first reason is your copy and pasting. Copy and pasting what? Your opinion, your perspective, your style, your formatting, your whatever fill in the blank is from someone else you're already following in your feed. There are things that we cannot copy and paste. I call you, the essence of you, uncopy pastable. I'm making that a word. I might need to trademark it. Your unique personality, your point of view, your lived experiences, your stories, Those are the things that give life and meaning to your content. That's the stuff that actually connects the content to someone's heart and their head. That's that word context that I've talked about for so many years. It makes your content original. It makes it compelling. It makes it connective. It makes it relatable. Don't try to win with content. You need to win with context. And I feel like a lot of us, um, not even just in this industry, but a lot of real estate humans try to win with the most knowledge, the most experience, the most professional marketing, the most aesthetic grid, fill in the blank with whatever that most is, when in reality, we need to win with context because context is the relatable stuff. That's the stuff that makes you you. It's the stuff that you should be most excited to share. And when you share that, relatability becomes the strategy and trust is the revenue. Let me repeat that. When you do that, when you inject you in your context and you're not copying and pasting from someone else or their personality or things that they've said, relatability becomes the strategy. And trust is the revenue. And I get it. The scary part is the self-awareness part because you don't trust yourself. You don't trust yourself that you know enough, that you are expert enough, that you are a thought leader enough, that you have the authority. And I know this, and I'm uniquely qualified to talk about this because I struggle and struggled with that. And the reason we look to other people as we think, okay, well, they're doing something right and I want to be like them. And certainly I don't know the right way to do it. So I'm going to try to be a variation or a version or a persona of myself. So number one, the number one reason that your content and videos may not be converting, connecting, creating relationships is because you're not showing up as you. You're copying and pasting someone else. Number two is more technical. You're memorizing. <laughs> memorizing is hard, friends. I know this because 
I am preparing to give a brand new keynote to 5,000 people in less than a month. And I have poured my blood, sweat, and tears into this 15-minute TED Talk style keynote. And let me tell you, 15 minutes is harder than 15 hours. (laughs) It's trying to be brief and communicate and to be able to flawlessly execute while sounding human and emoting and using your body and your voice tone. Oh, and by the way, no slides, no reference. You're literally memorizing it. It is the hardest thing I've ever done. I honestly don't know how people who are professional actors do this. It is so hard for me. And what I have found in the way that I memorize things is I memorize everything in one sentence chunks. I have no paragraphs. Every line is a sentence. And I highlight the first four or five words of every sentence. That little highlight is a visual trigger for me. And the first word of every first sentence becomes a cue. But that's a challenge because every time that you're memorizing something like a script or you're trying to memorize something and get on video and then shoot and record that video while you're memorizing, every word is a mental cue for the next word or sentence. And if you miss one word, you will lose your entire flow. You will lose your confidence. You will become frustrated. You will re-record 40 and 50 times. And your brain becomes very focused on the words that you are trying to remember, which means it's less focused on actually communicating what you already know. It's dulling the facial cues, your warmth cues, your eye contact, your smile, your facial expressions. It quite possibly reduces your body language, especially if you're going to be recorded on a camera because you feel like, okay, I can't really move around because my body has to fit in this frame. Voice tonality changes, usually because in your mind, even though you may not be quote unquote reading you are reading in your mind. And so what happens is the audience feels this lack of authenticity, this lack of connection, because our brains are very astute at being able to perceive things, to perceive authenticity, which is going to be um, coming up next on my third point. But when you watch your video back, you might start to feel that cringe or that ick factor. And it quite frankly could be because you feel a mismatch between the person that you're watching in that recording and the person that you know you are in real life. It it just really doesn't feel like you. So I want you to know, you know what you're talking about. If you don't know it well enough to talk about it without memorizing something and you are not giving a TED Talk in front of 5,000 or 10,000 people... If I needed to get up and talk about my topic without any preparation, I could and feel very confident about it. If I want to deliver it in a specific way because I am presenting an idea, a concept in front of a live audience, well, that's a little bit different. But I still know my topic well enough that I could just go off the cuff and talk and talk and talk. If somebody asked me to get up in front of a group and talk about my topic for 15 minutes, I absolutely could. If you feel that you need to memorize something, you do not know the topic well enough. And that is okay because we all at some point don't know the topic well enough. But you probably do know your topic well enough. And I need you to trust yourself. I need you to trust yourself. So memorizing often will impact the quality of the video and impact or affect the connection points that you could be having with your audience. Number three, 
The third surprising reason, maybe this isn't that surprising to some of you, is your reading. And this kind of goes along with memorization, but I still like to separate memorizing and reading because they are two different things. Um, A lot of people may read from a teleprompter, and reading from a teleprompter can be very helpful and also require a lot of skill and practice. And you're not memorizing something, but you're reading. Now, here's the thing for me. Believability plays a huge role for me in building trust. And I think it does for many people, especially through a screen. And your brain can identify that authenticity and those cues in milliseconds. Reading from a teleprompter with authenticity and ease takes practice, mainly because we don't write like we talk. We read and talk differently. The way that we are reading aloud to a classroom is not how we would talk to the classroom. It can be challenging to make what you're reading sound conversational. So what I'd recommend is instead of reading, try bullet points, try prompts or having someone ask you a question if there's another person in the room. Now, nine times out of 10, actually 9.9. I'm just recording myself. There's there's nobody else that's able to cue me. But if you have somebody that is, have them prompt you. Have them get you into conversation and ask you a question. And then, of course, there's going to be editing involved. But also, the tip that I've given time and time again is you don't have to record everything all at once. You don't have to have one fell swoop, one recording, one take. And that is stressful as well because if you're like, oh, I can't edit and it's too much – That's why you need to learn a few basic editing. If you're going to be making an Instagram reel or a Facebook reel or a TikTok, they make it so easy. You barely have to do any editing at all. You just record one sentence at a time, lift up your finger, it pauses, holds your place. And when you're ready to record the next sentence, you just start pressing down and holding that record button again. If you're using something else, you're not using an app, well then yes, you're probably going to have to take some kind of uh, you know, free or freemium editing tool and stitch those together. But by and large, would you rather learn to edit a little bit then be so frustrated that you're like, forget it. I'm never going to make another video again. And also, if you love the teleprompter app, absolutely go for it. Use it. I'd rather you have, rather you make videos. Here's another pro tip. When you've made your video, I want you to listen to it without watching it. And I want you to ask yourself, does it sound like me? Does it sound like how I would talk? Also, I want you to watch it with no sound to see if it feels like you and it makes sense. Okay, so that is uh, number three is your reading. So just as a recap to help you as we're going, number one, you're copying and pasting. Number two, you're memorizing. Number three, you're reading. Number four, I've done an entire podcast about this. Your mindset is stuck stuck in limiting beliefs that keep you from showing up online as the same incredible human you are offline. These are thoughts like, oh, I can't stand watching myself on video. Oh, I'm a private person. I don't want to overshare. Oh my gosh, what if people think I'm making all these videos and I'm egotistical and it's me, me, me. Oh, I hate the sound of my voice. All you have to do is ask yourself this one question. And this one question I firmly believe answers the majority of your social media challenges. The question is, what would you do in real life? What would you do in real life? Can't stand the sound of your voice? Okay. Will you no longer talk to your clients when you're across the desk from them? You'll write while they talk? 
okay, you don't like seeing yourself on video. Are you canceling all of your in-person appointments or any of your Zoom appointments this week? I'm a private person. Great. I actually am a private person too. A lot of people say, well, I'm a private person. I like to keep business over here and personal over here. Okay, but what would you do in real life if a client asked you if you had a dog? Would you stare at them blank-eyed and say, 332 homes sold last year in this zip code and just spit out real estate stats? No. There's a difference between personal and private. So when we apply that question, we start to see the logic behind these limiting beliefs that are just ideas that we've created in our head that aren't true. And so your mindset is stuck in those limiting beliefs, and that's why you're not showing up the same way in your videos or your content as you would outside of the phone or in the real world. I hate to say in the real world because social media and relationships that are happening there absolutely are real. They're not the same as being in person, but they are real. Number five, the fifth surprising reason is you're forcing it. If you don't resonate with what you're creating or you loathe the process, friends, it's time to reevaluate. Are you doing something because you feel like you should be or because it aligns with your head and your heart? Are you able to outsource or delegate or remove some of the items? Can you find someone to do the editing? Can you find somebody to help you with copywriting? Can you join a group that's $19 a month that's going to give you captions? Can you go to Etsy.com and purchase pre-made captions and then make them your own if it helps save you time? What can you do where it's outsourcing or getting assistance or removing? And sometimes it's removing all of it. Like you might decide, hey, you know what? I'm not even going to be on TikTok or YouTube. I'm just going to focus on Instagram. Okay, great. You can always change your mind six months or a year from now. But at a minimum, take a break and allow space for different levels of energy, creativity, and take as long as you need. But be realistic with yourself and know that if you're just using it as an excuse or as a limiting belief, okay, that's a different story. But if you are unhappy and you find that it's draining the joy out of your heart, let's do something different. Because if you're miserable, I would assume that the people who are watching you are going to feel that. They're going to know that it doesn't resonate with you. And you know what? A lot of people talk about knowing if your content is connecting with your audience, but let's talk about knowing if your content's connecting with you. I don't know anyone else who's been talking about that, but let's talk about if your content is connecting with you. And if it's not, that's okay. Let's reevaluate why. Is there something that you need to change? Have you reached a different level of self-awareness? Have you found the true passion? So let's talk about that. So you're forcing it is the fifth surprising reason. Number six, you are unclear about so many things. It could be one of these things. It could be multiple. These are things that I wrote down that I was unclear about at different points of my career. So I'm just giving you very transparently things that I've personally struggled with. Number one, your innate superpower because you have one or or multiple. And when you tap into that, 
that's when the magic happens when you really can figure out your brand. But you have to be self-aware. If you don't know what your superpower is, how are you going to market that to somebody and say, this is my superpower. This is why you want to hire me. You're unclear about what impact you want to make on your clients, on your industry, on your family. You're unclear about the message that you want to share. You're unclear about who you're uniquely qualified to help. I just mentioned it early in the podcast. I'm really uniquely qualified to help people that have high anxiety and content stress because guess what? (laughs) I have high anxiety or have had high anxiety and content stress. How about you're unclear on how to position yourself authentically or how to share your story? You're unclear about what outcomes and results you generate for your clients. You're unclear about what brings you joy. You're unclear about your negotiables. And lastly, you might be unclear about why you're even doing what you're doing. Why are you doing what you're doing? Okay, so getting clear. And this is probably, I would say, for me, this is the hardest one out of all of these. Like this is self-awareness, deep diving, and it's hard. It's hard for me. I think that one's my biggest struggle. And that one, when I got focused and clear, was the biggest help as well. Number seven, last but not least, you're hiding. You're hiding behind a trend. You're hiding behind a template. You're hiding behind somebody else's hooks and scripts. You're hiding behind faceless, stock photoed, aesthetic content grid. And perhaps some of that is because you're unclear. And perhaps some of that is because you're afraid. Perhaps some of that is for a variety of different reasons. And I feel like these are so relatable, at least to me, because all of these are things that I've said. And I look back at, at things that I've created and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I just, I remember feeling like an imposter or I felt like I wasn't an expert enough. I, I, I felt like I hadn't earned my right to be able to educate or teach. Now, one thing that I will tell you that has helped me immensely with that feeling and helped me not hide is I talk about what I did. I may not have to say, this is what you should do. Or if you want to do X, then you need to do this. Here's what I did to get to X. That's my story. And I don't need to be an expert to tell someone what I did and how it worked. If it didn't, what I would do differently. So if you are struggling with that and hiding, let me suggest that that might be a perspective that you want to take on as you are thinking about creating content, which also is an awesome way to storytell and to share more of you and that uncopy and pasteable and to humanize your brand. Those are the seven surprising reasons. If you have any feedback or comments, if you loved this episode, please let me know. I love to get DMs on the gram from people that are listening. Share this out with a friend. If you share it to your story, please tag me so that I may say thank you. And I really appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for that. Thanks for returning week to week. And I look forward to to connecting with you wherever you're at, whether it's the gym or your walk or you're on a plane 
or you're just in your office listening. Thanks again. And until next time. That's all for today's show, friends. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, I'd love to connect with you on the gram. You can find me at Chelsea.pites. And don't forget to grab all of the free goodies link in bio. 